I like that that intro to bring us back. Are we back? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. back. Yeah. We're back. We're here. We never left. Bam and I actually just live here in the yeah. studio. Um, That's true. And then we we wake up once a week to mm-hmm. to record mm-hmm. the episode. Mm-hmm. But before that, we're just in our our hypersleep chambers, right, right, ruminating right, right, right. episode ideas. I do like a hammock myself. So, yeah. <laughs> a, hy- a hyperbaric hammock. Sure. <laughs> a little a little, little futuristic burlap sack. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> you get used to it. It works. Well, you got a discount on it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we are back. We're here. We're talking. We're the movie mandem. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Movie Mandem. That's right. I'm one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, my co-host. Hey, it's me, Bam. And with us again is our honorary movie woman, Dem, Toby. Hi. How you doing, Toby? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm all right. Uh, you know, it's. <laughs> I, you sound very hesitant. About I'm just yeah, yeah because you know. Too sure. I, I, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn to Toby here. So Toby, like every week, right? Yes. We do this. We do these episodes. Yes. And I, and I and I say, and Damien co-host Bam, and and Bam says, "Hi, it's me. I'm Bam." And I'm like, "Bam, how you doing?" And he says, "I'm doing good." Think he ever asks Damien how you doing? Right. He doesn't do it. No. You yeah, because <laughs> I save that kind of. Love for off mic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. so you 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 keeping want, it professional. You only want to give me that kind of you know no. on the down low. No. You know, keeping <laughs> I'm it not profesh. going on your Instagram. Page. No, 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 no. I see. No well, secret. Since you asked Toby, since you care, I, I'm actually I'm doing good. I'm feeling okay. good today. Great. I'm, I'm happy good. to hear that because we um we just me and Damon have a catch up chat before we start the podcast. <laughs> so I don't need to. Okay. I don't need to. Um, no, I'm doing good, and uh, we I'm doing good. We talked about. Wanting to do this episode a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, you're finally available to do it today, which is good. We're talking about Little Women, teeny tiny women. Um, which, if you haven't seen Little Women, Incy um, go do it. It's on Netflix. It's yeah. great. Um, I know one of the coziest movies. Out there. You're gonna look at it. You're gonna think to yourself, Nah, this is like one of them long, boring period pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. to watching prep school mm-hmm. to learn about this book to finish your book and who are these white people <laughs> who are all these white people <laughs> and these white women and look it's it's better than that all right so give it a chance you're falling in love with it remember you know how it is when like you're you're watching somebody watch something and you're like this is crap but then you actually get into it you like, kind of half watch and you're like oh yeah. hold, on, hold on there hold on like what's going on with her what's i noticed sister? your sister did a little she did bit exactly of that, that. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> she was like all right so what's the deets on these two right yes um, what's their whole deal we were but, watching it before the podcast mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. in damian's a little behind the curtains lovely patio yeah. and mm-hmm. um who i mean what she what he what he just described is uh exactly what happened yeah, with his yeah. sister where she was walking past and then eventually stopped she saw, for she a saw the few. Three of us interrupt, yeah, enraptured by yeah. And she's like, "What's what's the story here? Yeah, <laughs> who is what's what's Timothy Chalamet up to today? Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So we're talking about Little Women, which is the movie from 2019, Academy Award nominated and winning movie. Um, Greta Gerwig directed herself. Um, it Did is also written by Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Stars Florence Pugh, Saoirse Ronan, 
Emma Watson. Uh, Emma Watson, based on the original Laura Dern, Dern Bob Mar- Odenkirk, Meryl Bobby Streep's, Odenkirk, Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, 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 what's what's his name? Chris Cooper. Chris uh, Cooper, the old guy. Louis Garrel. Yep. Who's that? Frenchy. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 a great cast, big production. Everybody's dressed up in their old timey clothes mm-hmm. and talking all old timey. Eighteen sixties best. It, it's a fun time. Um, but you know, as always, Toby, since you're here, you're you're in the hot seat. Uh, tell us what's the little woman about. Yeah, what's these, what's these women up to? Break woman it down for us. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I got some business. Um, sorry. I know I set her up and then I just cut wow, her off as wow, soon as she wow, starts. All her energy. Yes. Yes. Um, the room. No, I gotta, I, I gotta um, <laughs> do some some uh, clean up here. Yeah. So um, so bam, we did our American Pie episode. Right. Which go check that out. It it was funny and yeah. it's a disgusting movie. <laughs> boy um, oh boy, do I. <laughs> they all are. This gentleman, I have a great vomiting story for y'all. Oh, God. Actually, yeah. Your description of (laughs) the... God, it was hard to edit. We were discussing the disgusting movie. So I decided to say disgusting Disgusting story. And I think I did. Quite good audio content. Thank you very much. Um, No, but on the episode, I I, I did intend to to bring you some apple pie. Right. To kind of make up for... You know, to to celebrate the movie that we were watching. Yeah, the fact that I brought you guys some delicious Indian food for yeah. RR. And yeah, you, you did. Me you that did. You bring I thought, and I said, oh, bring you some apple pie. I didn't bring apple pie. Because, Partially. Like, because you saw the film, you're like, hmm, yeah. he's fucking apple pie. I don't and, really want and, to... Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I lost my appetite for yeah, apple yeah, pie. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I never thought that would happen in Damien my... Damien didn't, had not watched apple pie. No. Had not watched American <laughs> pie. Promised me he would get American pie, um, apple pie, not yeah. realize the implication. Yeah. And then oh upon seeing the film, he's just like, I'm not buying you this. It's not, it's not it. But I'm over it now. Right. Um, but Can I also, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, yeah, actually, that's a pie, sir. I make you a pie, but yeah, behind the curtains, I got you uh-huh. these mini pies, oh. these little apple, oh. apple strudel pies. Audience. Um, oh Bam is being handed some beer claws. Some apple minis. Apple beer claws. Yep. Yeah. And um, they look much. quite delectable. They, they Good job, Damien. Yeah. Um, mm. Not at all a last minute purchase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not like I, it's, it's, it's not like we happen to be like at the supermarket, at the supermarket today, and you I mean, see me. I saw you put in the basket. Yeah. It's not. Not. Like not, 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 not at all. Mm. Um, no, I actually did think to buy it today because I told you I was going to run those errands today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then it just was there. I was actually, you know, they they have like the the big like apple pie strudel thing. But I was like, nah. Yeah, yeah. I know, bam, you're you're the type. You like to just grab a little thing, pop it in your mouth, chew on it. You're good. You know, you got now a whole pile of them. Pie in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but now that that's dealt with, and my debt is paid. Sure. Um, Toby, tell us about Little Women. Tell us why. How did they get so small? How did they get so little? <laughs> well, so will they ever grow? <laughs> little Woman. Well, that's the question, right? Mm, yeah. It's a metaphor. It's I'm kidding. development of but their yeah, personalities. Yeah, Little Woman is a coming-of-age film mm-hmm. set, of course, it's a period film set in the 1860s. 1800s uh, during the Civil War. She's covering it her centers around the 1800s. Yes, yeah. it centers around a family that's not very well off. And the, mar- f- the, the father family. has gone to war, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the March family. Mm-hmm. And... The mother and the sisters, the four mm-hmm. sisters, mm-hmm. are all at home and, and trying helpful. to and figure helpful. out. They're helper, I guess. And they're and they're helper, yeah, yeah. basically they're housekeeper, the housemaid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're all in their own individual ways trying to figure out their own womanhood. This whole this little and crazy thing called life. Mm-hmm. Yes, this crazy thing called life, and we see how each of them navigates that, and um, especially in that time period. 
where a Sex woman's is, is yes, yeah. and a woman's life is quite limited, mm-hmm. um, particularly economically and sure. politically. Sure. Yeah, and um, we'll get more into that in terms of how that's w- explored in in the movie. How yeah, that's yeah. explored in the movie. Yeah, not a lot of agency um, off the bat for these women, but yes. there is clearly that that is the the main point of it is just discussing how each of them deals with their own situation. Right. Um, so yeah. the focus tends to be on first and second wave feminism, which is the typical thing for something of that period mm-hmm. where the focus is on the economic um, marginalization of women yeah. or the political marginalization of women. Um, so that tends to be what the, the movie centers around. But of course, all of that, leaks into the social as well right um but the economic i would say is at the heart of the film Mm -hmm. in terms of marriage independence Mm -hmm. what it means to be um a woman searching for her own agency in that time etc it's all wrapped in a warm blanket of sisterhood yeah yes um well i mean it is a nice warm blanket but sometimes it gets a bit too warm in in that blanket (laughs) like sometimes it gets a bit heated between between these siblings because one of the things that i much like joe's diary (laughs) (laughs) oh man well one of the things that i i like the most about the movie is is you know, it has all these discussions and there's point, there's, you know, moments in the movie where it's very pointed, the discussion where they, they are flat out. This is the issue that we're faced with and mm-hmm. that we are discussing it plainly mm-hmm. in the open. Right. But there's also um, points where you're just literally watching these people as people. Mm-hmm. And seeing how they interact with their day-to-day lives, yes. um, how they interact with each other, and and I found that to be the most um, the the thing that that made me fall for each of these characters yeah. was just seeing their personalities come Rise out up, in yeah. these different scenarios. Yeah, um, the characterizations um, are very good. Yeah, um, each sister is her own person. Her personality is fully developed. Her wants, needs, dreams. Likes and dislikes are developed very, very efficiently in the movie. And um, as Damien said, like the sense of camaraderie and sibling, you know, love and hate (laughs) is captured really well as well. Um, You know, one of the major scenes being when um, Amy burns Joe's manuscript. All right, so so we got we got the little woman, and um, it's the four March sisters. We got let's jo- break them down. You got, got Joe March, Joe March, the, the main character of the film, Sir, played by Sarah Ronan. Sarah Ronan, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got her little sister Amy March, um, played by Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh yep. mm-hmm. My favorite character. Uh, we got Emma Watson as Meg March, eldest, uh, eldest sister. Yeah, yeah, Meg March, eldest sister, kind of the. Kind of the, the, the responsible but boring one, yeah. I would say. And then we got uh, Beth March, who's... Eliza Scanlon. Eliza Scanlon, yeah. who's... Uh, her character is, I would say, most internalized. We kind of spend the least amount of time with her. Right. That's true. And that's a reflection of her own, like, introversion. Introversion, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, spoiler, she gets a mean old scarlet fever at yeah. one point, and she's mostly sick for the movie. There, yes. there, there's a funny... Like, my sister, uh, when we were watching it, she said that um, she didn't... You know, she didn't care to watch the movie because it was spoiled for her by Friends. Because okay. there's a moment in in uh, the well in the entire run of Friends where the character of Joey is reading the book Little Woman. <laughs> Just and and there's he's he's surprised by how much he's enjoying it right. and and you the whole episode is you check in with Joey and he's just at a certain point in, in the, the book, book. Yeah. and there's a point where um 
Beth gets sick mm-hmm. and he goes Beth's not doing so well guys right. <laughs> and and so the whole ending of 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 how that you know that that character um that was spoiled for my sister from watching the show friends okay. um but yeah it's a very uh important part of the story and it affects them all um but her character kind of outside of that purpose you don't really i mean there's there's moments of of her um her creativity because she's she's banging on that piano man yeah she's fascinated she's she's a seems to be like just very much into playing the piano and she's she's so good she's 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 very Caring for this sick family, that yeah, was, that yeah. From them. She has a big heart, and yeah. she likes to play music, yeah. and and which uh, un- unfortunately is also her downfall, yeah. because mm-hmm. uh, sick children, sick children tend to be contagious, can be contagious, can <laughs> yeah. get diseases, and you know, quick old scarlet fever, yeah, destroyed the poor woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but prior to you know the the actual illness that befalls her, there's so many scenes of all four of them interacting and having yeah. like they they. Yeah. They put on these silly plays together. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. like to go ice skating. Like acting troupe. There's yeah. yeah mm-hmm. There's there's this fun loving environment in this. Also, even though they don't have a lot of money, but yes. they're they're there's this. They're, they're they're they're. I would say they're poor, but they're not like destitute. They're, yeah. They're doing pretty like if you look in their house. It's yeah, like, yeah. That's a fairly lovely house. Yeah. It's it's large enough to support all 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 six people in the house pretty mm-hmm. well. Right. You know, it's it's also it's set it's set between that and the comparison to where the elder sister Meg ends up, mm-hmm. where she lives in like a very dark, dreary house. Yeah. Cottage, Cottage, right. can mm-hmm. can put up candle. You know, she she you see, you see the difference. You see yeah. The difference. So, so good. Yeah. So what's established um very clearly, and this is why I say like the economic aspect of um, their lives is really put at the forefront. So we have Aunt March, mm-hmm. who is very well off. Meryl Streep, crushing it. Meryl Streep, yes. And then um, her brother, Bob Odenkirk, mm-hmm. the father. So we have Aunt March, who's well off. Mm-hmm. We get the impression that the dad was also well off because they yeah. would have inherited, you know, this fortune. Mm-hmm. But the father had very specific concerns and um aunt march makes reference to it at one point in the movie she says you know he spent all his money on freedmen meaning um freed enslaved people yeah um and so that's that's the dynamic with brother and sister and Mm -hmm. then you have their neighbor Lori lawrence who lives with his grandfather Mm -hmm. and they're very well off yeah doing pretty well yes um and then you have Lawrence's tutor, mm-hmm. who becomes mm-hmm. Meg's husband, who is not so well off no. at real, all. Real yeah. broke boy. Right. So you mentioned Laurie there, who is played by Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. and he's he's this licorice twerp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> who who is <laughs> who just I becomes care. fascinated with by the entire the, the March, March sisters, sisters, the March yes. family, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and and their families have this relationship in the movie, you yeah. know, where one is quite well off, one is not so well off, and, and they know. all live very down the road from each other. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but you touched on something that I thought is is an interesting kind of way to to discuss the themes of the movie, where um, the the so so Meryl Streep's character Aunt 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 March, Aunt March. Mm-hmm. right? Um, she and and Bob Odenkirk's character, um, like you said, they 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 both had money, mm-hmm. and he kind of blew it all away. Mm-hmm. In the pursuit of helping people who were lesser than he was, right? Um, and 
that there, there's also a scene in the movie where the March sisters, they have this big Christmas feast mm-hmm. and right. they take it upon themselves to take the food that they have and give it to a family that has the nothing. Hummel, mm-hmm. The Hummels. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there's this, there's this thing in the movie about, you know, economic pursuit versus pursuits of the heart mm-hmm. or, yes. or pursuits of charity. Yes, um, yes. Because um, on March... Very well off, um, but she's a miserable so woman. She has, yes. no one in she, has she has no one in her life but her money. Yeah. It's duty versus instinct, right? Right, and and I feel like there's this, and you know, it's it's no um, it's no mistake that those are characters of opposite sex because um, Aunt March, being a, a woman in in the world, she's constantly thinking about needing that money for whatever yes, yeah. right. you know would, would need to happen because it, it's like it's basically I need this to survive other than this you know mm-hmm. this world does not really think that I have much to offer mm-hmm. whereas Bob Odenkirk his character he can go off to war yes. and he can mm-hmm. be a hero and, mm-hmm. you know so can spend his money however he wishes yeah exactly um, so th- as, there's as, as, as this is pointed out um, by, by Amy March yeah in the film Let's say you are a rich, rich woman in 1860. Let's say your father dies and leaves you millions and millions of dollars, right? You've mm-hmm. got a big old house, you got a big old problem. If you are, say, 1920 when this happens, right, uh, and you want to get married, if you get married, in the marriage clause, you now forfeit all assets mm-hmm. to your husband. They just immediately become his. Yeah. So it is like... On the rare occasion that a woman was left with all this money and was inherit all this money, yeah, it is better for you to actually not get married. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the problem is, you can now not leave that to anybody else. Right, kind of have to just sit under it with it by yourself if you do not wish to give it up. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, but and what you mm-hmm. what you said um, just made me realize something because the sisters kind of exist on a spectrum in relation to marriage, right? Because mm-hmm. Meg really wants to get married. Yes. Amy wants to get married, but rich. recognizes it more so for the economic yes. use, usefulness of it. Yes. And she, she, Joe... She, no, well, she, she was not to get married, but she's smart enough she should marry rich. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Joe doesn't want to get no. married yeah. at all. Not about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and Beth just wants to play the piano. Play the piano. <laughs> and Beth just wants to play the piano. Just tenor, there tenor, you yeah, don't play the piano. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's a full spectrum. And, um, you know, there's a very, very important conversation that happens between Joe... And Aunt March. And I contrast that with the conversation that happens with Joe, with, sorry, with Aunt March and, and Amy. Amy. Mm-hmm. And um, in the conversation with Joe and Aunt March, you know, they're talking about the ways in which a woman can make her way in this time. Mm-hmm. It's limited to marrying well or running a cat house or <laughs> acting yes. and Aunt March equates those latter two um, because that's the age they're living in where Mm -hmm. acting is um, relegated to all other deviances. The whores do. Right. Um, But there's so much exasperation, you know, um, in that conversation because Joe is like, well, you know, I I don't want to get married. I want to I want to write. And there's there's exasperation on both sides, though, because it's 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 Aunt March is also exasperated because she's just like, will you just fucking listen to what I have? Of course. Yeah. And And, and and she means, well, I know you are young and dumb and you think you can figure out the world. But let me fucking tell you how things are. Yeah. (laughs) Like she she really wants the best for them. And it's ironic because their mom (laughs) tends to encourage them to follow their heart hurts, yeah. and she's married and aunt march is unmarried and yeah. 
you know encourages them to 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 um follow their sense of duty and follow their sense of the, like stability. The, yeah, the, the mom is one of my favorite characters. Played by Laura Dern, she's pretty good. <laughs> um, she's she's great. she seems like the most well-rounded and put together of everyone because like she's you know doing her best to raise these four kids and she's doing it very well, and she is not like encumbered by the fact that there's a man or not in the house mm-hmm. she's kind of just throwing things about like she, she loves her husband mm-hmm. and she's great to have him back mm-hmm. but she's she's not like bewildered <laughs> by the society that like you do not have a man or you need a man mm-hmm. or right 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 and I, I really like like that about it just that she she seems like she seems like almost all four of them put together mm-hmm. because it's like a she's independent like joe um, but B, she, she's like loving and open like um, Meg. Right. <laughs> and so it, it, she's almost all four of them combined into one person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's right. very beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. to see. Um, so the, 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 their ideas of, of love, as you said, is encompassed through, throughout all the different characters. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned that Amy's thought about marriage is, is more towards, you know, uh, sensible um, you know, economic pursuits and everything. Yeah. Well, um, well, Heather, uh, as a youngster, she, she just, she that's just what I'm does like the, the pretty young Yeah, so that's stories. what I'm getting at. So mm-hmm. there's also the element in this movie where it jumps around through time a lot. And it, it jumps from the... the um, I will never say no to an apple strudel. Sure. That is... <laughs> If, if I ever say no, shoot me in the face because I'm a scroll sure. or an <laughs> evil clone. Um, no, so there's the, it jumps around through time and you mm-hmm. see the, the girls uh, you, when, you know, when they're girls mm-hmm. and when they're growing up and, and you see kind of the beginnings of, of you know, their, their personhood. And then you s- it jumps ahead in time and you're seeing for several of them just completely different characters. Yes. Um, you see some that regret decisions that they've made. Mm-hmm. You see some that have completely different perspectives on the same issues. Right. Um, you know, uh, some that um, that that you know, that that don't you know do so well health wise, like and and how that affects the rest of the family. So, I found it so fascinating to jump through these different um, periods of time because in the character Amy, as you were saying, Bam. When you see her as a young girl, she's... A, ma- a man clone. <laughs> she's smitten. She's smitten. She's yeah. infatuated. She's, you know, um, doe-eyed. Like, she is completely head over heels for some young boy. Um, and, and Lori. Lori. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Which, you know, yeah. Swoon, swoon. It's not, it's not a surprise. Look at the man. Yeah. yeah and it's Timothy Chalamet. Very baby girl. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. He a, was, cu- a cutie patootie, as they say in the streets. Yeah. Dressed yeah. up in, in the, the old timey wear. Like, that's going <laughs> to yeah. that's gonna get some, some you know, young girls excited. Um, every, time, every time I saw a man in this movie and he has those big old puff sleeves, I'm like, God damn, this looks so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I've never seen I've I've only seen bits and pieces of previous adaptations of Little Women, like famously a story that's you know on BBC every other year. Mm-hmm. And um, what I what I did know coming in to the first time I saw Little Women in 2019, I went to the Ye Old Theatre and had a great time. Was that in this one in the previous adaptations, the story is told from a very linear point of view. Mm-hmm. Like you see them as kids all throughout, and it just normally integrates into them as adults. Mm-hmm. What made the Greta Gerwig one so fascinating was that she wrote she wrote the script for it in a way that's coming from the book, of course, where she's like, she shows you a bit from the past mm-hmm. and then immediately how that reflects in the future. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to the past and immediately reflects in the future. Mm-hmm. So you like jump around and 
there was one small critic when this movie came out that upsets me and Damien quite a bit, where some film critic has said, oh, I don't like it. I, I, I can't tell when, when, when what setting was supposed to be, whether it was mm-hmm. the past or the future. Yep. And Should have his critic card revoked. Exactly. <laughs> one small glance at this film, because the movie does jump around from, time, from literal time to time. Yeah. In the past, the colors are warm. The characters are more happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone is like more chippo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you cut to the future, it's a bit more dreary. Yep. <laughs> they all feel a bit more miserable. It's like literally dreary. yellow and blue. Literally <laughs> yellow and blue yes. color yeah. palettes. Yeah. Color grading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very well done. I feel, and it's it's a really nice take on the coming of age concept mm-hmm. um, to kind of emphasize this contrast between past and present. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a the great way use of flashbacks because right. like, that's the thing that a flashback is supposed to do is it's supposed to just give you that, that point in that character's life that was the origin of this thing that has manifested. Right. Now. right. And, and it just, I think it did it so well um, because when you're watching it, it just feels like sometimes it's jarring to see who they were. And, and, some, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes like you're, as, as you're watching the movie, as you're going towards, you know, closer to the end, you've gotten to know them as both who they were and who they yeah, are. Yeah. And like, so the, for the, 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 the part that was, um, a, I mean, uh, I'm not sure if I want to get to that just yet. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Amy and Lori and how, how their relationship. Right. right yeah. But, <laughs> um, you want to talk about your, your, thing well, with I, want, Lori? Oh, I, go ahead. I wanted to, um, just address the opening scene um, because there is obviously a juxtaposition with the opening scene and, and the final one of one of the final scenes. Yeah. Um, of course, in the opening scene, Joe is going into an editor's office mm-hmm. to uh, submit a to yeah. submit a story. Yeah, and um, she's so nervous mm-hmm. and she's so furtive mm-hmm. and young and green and you know, but you already see the passion that she has for the writing because the way she lights up as she presents her work mm-hmm. and, you know, she slyly tries to present it as a friend's work, yeah, quote unquote. Yes. Obviously the editor sees through that and she drops that facade very <laughs> very quickly mm-hmm. in the in the conversation. Um, but it's just the way in which um, this editor reviews the work, you know, as this young girl presents it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he says he says, um, the girl has to get married. The girl in yes. the story has to get married yeah. or she has to die. Yes. Those <laughs> are the two, <laughs> two choices for a woman he in presents. Stories. And it's this very strict dichotomy that's obviously reflected in the wider society. Um, systematically, a woman has to be mm-hmm. married to gain some sort of social status mm-hmm. or she has to die and yeah. gain some sort and of social status. And, and then jump into the end scene. He finalizes it by going like, listen, if she's a spinster, this book will not sell. Like right. it's just hard, hard capitalism. Like right. I want this story to sell so I can make money. Yeah, you need a happy ending. People do not like. He says. He, he says like we're in the middle of a war. Mm-hmm. People cannot. People do not want art that like internalizes and yeah. makes mm-hmm. them think. They want just happiness. Distractions. Right. right. Yeah. And he says that in the beginning too. Like it's pos- It's it's during the war, and he says people don't want to be preached at. They want yes. to be entertained. Yeah. Um. What also stands out to me in that opening shot is that he talks about the pay. He says. Normally, people get 25 to 30 for this, but I'm going to give you 20. Mm-hmm. And we understand the subtext Text, of that, yes, right? Yes. Like, it's a woman. She's not going to get as much mm-hmm. as um, a male writer would get for mm-hmm. a story like it's this, you know? Yes. Even though it's still good enough to be published, yeah. right? So they establish a lot 
early, very early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, the the closing, the closing um, scene kind of contrasts with that in that Joe is better able to negotiate for herself. She's better able More to confident. say, Definitely. "Well, I yeah. don't want the co- I I don't want you to buy my copyright. I want to yeah. keep my po- copyright yeah. for my book." She recognizes. Oh, you're saying how, if my work is a hit, then right? Like, mm, she okay. recognizes how important <laughs> that is, and she enforces her own agency because she realizes that she's in a position of power in the situation where she has a service that someone wants. Decide, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, very this, good. This is like my boy George Lucas going like, "Sure, I'll keep the marketing rights." Right, <laughs> right. On uh, on that character though, the the publisher that she's uh, in negotiations with, um, Bam, you walked out in this scene just now, and and I, Toby, you're, I think you're looking at your phone, but I just it's such a small moment that I find hilarious, um, where he's he's talking to his wife. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, the kids, the kids, the, his kids. So, love so yeah. yes, uh, which is kind of what get, with, not kind of, but it's what gets him to take a second chance on the book is when mm-hmm. he realizes. Oh, right, when they ask for the other chapter, right? His yeah. daughters are in what love. What about the little women, Papa? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but just immediately prior to that, he's having a conversation with his wife, and he's not even looking up at her. He's like reading right. a paper or something, and um, his wife is like, "How come you never ask about my mother?" And he says, "I assume she's still alive," and um, she goes. I ask about your mother all the time. And he's like, yeah, and I have no idea why. <laughs> and then she says, um, you're, you're willfully ignoring the purpose of the conversation. And he goes, yes, that is true. It's just such a well-written, completely like just ignorant mm-hmm. kind of asshole character, mm-hmm. which yeah. made me just like, <laughs> he reminds me so much of my grandfather. I think maybe <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. It just felt very much like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. It's kind of yeah. just, oh, you're just a stubborn man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's uh, just on that. Since you brought him up, I wanted to bring up that scene. That's yeah. like, it was yeah. such a well-written scene. Yeah. Um, but, Bam, you had some thoughts on Timothy Chalamet's character, which yeah. I wanted to yeah, get into yeah. that because sure. oh. he's kind of integral Lori. to the exploration <laughs> of Joe's character sure, and sure. Amy's character. But yeah. Uh, right. So, so Laurie, uh, Timothy Chalamet, the, the, the nice boy next door. Yeah. Um, he, he basically spots Amy outside one day after she's been um, wrapped on the hands for like for like drawing a funny picture of her teacher at school. Mm-hmm. He basically like... She, Hand she, is bleeding. This is when you could just abuse you children just in class. Kids, yeah. <laughs> like sending them home bloody and, yeah, they, like, and they'd be like, what did you do? <laughs> like, go outside and get a switch so I can beat you half to death. Right? <laughs> so so she, she walk, walks past his house. He's, he spots cute... Timothy Chalamet spots cute girl. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, cute girl. There look, is girl. Look. Look, friend. There is girl. <laughs> You know, like now to live out in the middle of the bush with my grandfather and his this this tutor. So <laughs> girl. Uh and he calls him in, eventually all the marches to come over there. He lives in this beautiful, beautiful old mansion just with an earth. amazing library. Amazing library, amazing piano hall. Big piano. Yeah, his 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 was it father or grandfather whatever. His grandfather, his, grandfather, yeah. his grandfather, very nice old man. Um he's his I don't know, his his parents are presumably dead and he's living with his grandfather. Um yeah, so Anyway, my 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 whole point uh, with with the Timothy Chalamet character was when I'm watching a movie for the first time, I'm just having such a great time because a, it's a coming of age story, and b it's also like a hangout movie. We're mm-hmm. just hanging out with these. Everyone's like, just chilling. Everyone's just chilling. Yeah. Like there's no seeming urgency. There's no like mm-hmm. like plot to get to. I had a like that was the thing that I think this movie really benefits on our rewatch is because when I first watch it, it it was like. This is a bit 
kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. What's the central plot here? Which character is the where, need, who is the hero of the story? Don't need, don't need and then when I rewatch, because because there's multiple points, I think when we were watching this, where you know you reach a point where it feels like this is the conclusion, mm-hmm. but then there's more movie to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when Beth dies, you're thinking, okay, maybe this is the ending. Or yeah. when um, Amy gets married, when Amy gets married, maybe this is the ending. And then Joe's yeah, like, then there's this whole thing of like, okay, well. Now we're following Joe's character for a bit, so mm-hmm. but it's 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 not one of those films where it's like direct plot. No, there's there's no first act, second act. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's literally just like hanging out and getting to know them and seeing the joys of, of womanhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I I guess so. Coming back to Timothy Chalamet, now he's he he's sort of the the central male character in their lives because he has affections for Joe. From the very beginning, you mm-hmm. can tell he has real affection for Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, not interested in boys, <laughs> or or mm-hmm. you know she's just uh, she, she has some very complex feelings, mm-hmm. none of which involve settling down and getting married. She yeah. wants right. to be an independent woman, write her books. She yeah. sees herself just like living out in a cottage, writing books for a living, right? Not actually, you know, engaging in the, the elegance of society, mm-hmm. and and you know, she doesn't want to be in that that class war fuckery. Yeah, yeah. Going on. She, has, <laughs> she has she has no 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 care for it. Timothy Chalamet, now, her best fr- one of her best friends beside her sister, absolute head over heels of this woman. Mm-hmm. He sees in her, she got the file. She got she got the file. Like yeah. she she she's not like the other girls, right? <laughs> you know, he, he and she's not. And, yeah, and, and she's not. You know what? She, she, he, he spends all his time going to all these elegant balls and he's seeing all these same girl coming up to him and checking him. And, and like the very first time you meet him, like Joe gets dragged to a party because Meg wants to go to a ball to meet some man. Mm-hmm. And Joe is just like, I'm not having this. I'm going to go outside and chill. And she meets um, L- L- Laurie March out there. Also like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And he just falls right in love with her immediately. But, you know, can't quite express it just yet because they're such good friends. Yeah. And then, of course, here comes Amy, young, younger. She, I guess she's the youngest sister, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, youngest sister who's sort what? of. Is per- Beth per- the youngest or is Amy? I think Amy is the youngest. Okay. I think Amy is the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Meg, Joe, Beth. Amy. Amy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's. So here comes younger sister Amy, who at this point in time, she's just like. <laughs> she, she 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 she's she's one of your um i would say stereotypical teenage girl who's like i want a boy i want a nice handsome boy this is amy amy yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. so she sees <laughs> young timothy chalamet and you know who wouldn't yeah so she's just like yo i want in on that <laughs> and and so of course she's she's she spends all this time like she has some hilarious lines where she's just like um <laughs> she's like I'm, I'm i'm gonna make like i'm gonna make a cast out of my foot so he's so small and tiny my feet is so he'll <laughs> he'll fall in love with my tiny little feet yeah for my small feminine features <laughs> and so she, so, so you, you have to you have to infer that all these years she's throwing out all this like hey yeah, boy gal notice is, me gal is down bad D- mm-hmm. down bad horrendously yeah right throwing out all these things to Timothy, and Timothy's just like locked in mm-hmm. on joe the same yeah. time a futile attempt yeah unfortunately and so when when it, it, it cuts from of course the story is jumping on around. There's a scene where he essentially he essentially interacts with all the women except for sick old sick old Bethy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you see you see him uh, several times in the future when they are separated, when he's not with all all the all all of them as a group. When he's a, a group, 
he's like treats them all lovely and caring and he's her best yeah. friend. But there are two interactions, one with Amy in the future and one with um Meg in the future, both at parties. Where right. he's being a complete asshole yeah, yeah. to them. And this is and y- you don't see why you just you just see him as like a nice boy in the past, nice rich boy in the past, yeah, and asshole in the future. It's like not clear why he's and, but he's being not just a, like he's a nice guy and he's like he he plays with them like he do, he yeah. performs with them he's like yeah he's, he's their best friend he, he's a like genuinely he's like a nice kid yes who is with all of them and, right. and, and being a part of the family and then cut to the future he in his high society complete dickhead complete dickhead yeah. to all of them mm-hmm. you're like what is going on here there's and a strange possessiveness that he has and you know the scene with Meg where um they're at the ball for her boarding school, boarding school yeah. and he's like so are you dress. really interested in any of these yeah. men here and he's kind of ne- incredulous about <laughs> yeah. it and yeah. she's Me- like Meg, well why Meg not gets neg. right yeah. yeah meg gets a neg yeah. Yeah. Nice. right uh so and then so it's, it's not towards very later on in the film where you see after meg has gotten married to a poor man terrible decision make should not done it um, you see, um, Laurie and Joe, they go off this, this beautiful little valley <laughs> and he basically just like, listen, I love you. I've mm-hmm. always loved you. Let's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'd want to marry you. Like, mm-hmm. here is it clear if I've not. The like, full, the full the fu- tears, the, f- yeah, the full, full shebang. C- truly confesses a love to her. Yeah. And Joe looks him dead in the face. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> we I should can't, not do I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. And, you know, she, 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 she can't explain this to him just like, I don't want to get married. Never. Yeah, she says, she says, I probably won't ever get married. married and yeah. It's funny because he he seems very convinced that she will. Yeah. And he, um, he, it's he, maybe he's like, you're not one of the, you're you're not like the other girls. But also know that I love you. I need you to be <laughs> one of the No, girls. but like, it's the thing where she says she doesn't think she'll ever get married and then he speaks about her marrying someone else. Like yes, he's yes. like, You'll 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 fall in love with somebody and right. you'll get married. It's just your way. Wait, yes. Right? And I mean you, you, that you, does you, happen. You love them and take them. That's yeah, like right. like he 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 sees the way that she goes to bat for her sisters, sisters yeah. right? And she's just he—he's he, like he, I knew you. He sees the way in which love, yeah. she can pour that love into yeah, someone else, and like that you he got feels this like in she you. Will pour but that, and pour I think it's—it's it's interesting because all right, so one he—the reason he's in love with her, or or the reason why he's so um, taken with her, is because of her strength of spirit, right? Yeah, and it's that same strength of spirit that keeps her from wanting y- to be wanting married. To be married. Yeah, first place, but at the same time, I feel like there's a part of her which is just kind of like almost defiant to the 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 the, the ultimate. She she end. wants her full independence. Right. And she doesn't need it to be with another person. Ever. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But mm-hmm. but like there's a there's a, a I, but even like admitting because f- because she does admit that she has feelings for him. Yeah. But she's like I I just I, don't I, want to and, be married. Yeah. And to she's you. like yeah, I don't want to be married. And B if we get married you'll hate me. We should not change this relationship. This should stay right. a friendship. Right. She can't. And I think I, there's a part of her character that is just there's this intense fear about what the future holds. holds and e- yes. Even though she's she's gung ho about who she is and, mm-hmm. and yeah. what's gonna happen. There's no actual stability. There, but <laughs> the expectations of her intimidate her and yeah. they they scare right. her. Exactly. Because they That's threaten it. her independence and her sense of self. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so now this scene is going along. You know, my favorite scene where they're just having the argument on the hill, mm-hmm. on the hillside. You're just like, you should marry me. I don't want to get married. And and you see him like just give everything, and Joe is just adamant. Like, no, I I just I just don't think it'll work out. This will 
fundamentally change us. We grow to hate each other. I don't want to lose you as a friend. Like, we should not be that, right? I'm watching this in the theater, and I am, like, painfully embarrassed because it's such a heart-wrenching scene. And also, I am seeing 18-year-old Bam in front of me, mm-hmm. oh. pouring his heart out to Oman, and oh, she just man. distracted. And then when I'm seeing that, I was just like, I, I just I just, I just leaned right over to my friend who was sitting beside me. I was like, oh, this is the perfect encapsulation of the birth of a fuckboy mm. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That is exactly what happens. Like, a nice boy really gives himself and to a girl. Yeah. And she just, like, kind of turns him down. Mm-hmm. And to guard himself for the rest of his life, he just immediately becomes an asshole. Yeah. And, and, and all those those podcasts and things in the manosphere, like those <laughs> Andrew Tates out there, sure. who who all just one time, a girl never yeah. give it a time a day. In high and, school, a girl broke your heart and, once. And, and then <laughs> you just became this misogynistic fucking asshole, putting man, your yeah. toxic poison yeah. out Nine into the Nine out of ten times, that's probably the origin story. It, of it, it was yeah. just th- something like this happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, a girl broke her heart once, and I'm like, oh God, I can never deal with these feelings again. Yeah. And so I will never have feelings again. As opposed to just all right, well, that happened. I'm going to just buck up and move on. Nah, I'm just going to wallow in this for the yeah. rest of my life about how terrible this was. Yeah. yeah. And so, so like, I'm seeing that and I'm like, oh, fuck. Me, me too, bro. I get it. Yeah. I get why, cut to years later, he's like a fuckboy at a party and, like, me to them. I get why he's, like, kind of aloof and, and playing all this. I get why he's now, like, okay, Joe doesn't want me. Well, okay, you know who's who's been wanting me all this time? All of a sudden, I'm gonna start checking checking Amy. Right. Yeah. It yeah. just it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Where he's just like he's both guarding himself emotionally. And he's just like, All right, well, I've been zeroed in on this one girl, kind of ignoring all the other women, mm-hmm. <laughs> like potential suitors around me. But no, I'm just gonna pick the easiest thing I can find and happens to be Amy right yeah. over there. Yeah. And so I'm seeing this and I'm just like, but it, and, and wow, I, I too was a fuckboy for two years after getting my heart broken. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, I'm magically, emotionally <laughs> self-aware enough to like, okay, now I'm ready to open up in relationship. Right. But I did spend two years going like, no, like, no, girl, I'm just going to like, like fuckboy the place and not have any <laughs> emotions. And you do that and then you, you know, but gets out of my system he, and I'm he, ready to try again. In in that pursuit of Amy, what he does is he essentially um there's there's a lot of, of like gaslighting and, <laughs> and yes. you know um getting in the way of her and any other man, mm-hmm. like bringing down Meg's self-esteem in that moment. Yes. Um, right. and, and getting in the way of, of Amy and her pursuit of this other gentleman who's looking after her. Or uh the, a, a richer gentleman. There's that. That's there's her poor scene. Auntie Mart spent years trying to set up for. There's a scene, and this is this is probably one of my favorite, because um, as we the, the the time jumps happen, mm-hmm. um, there's times where uh, something will happen and they will cut immediately to something else mm-hmm. as a way of kind of showing the juxtaposition, but there's also times that they will sit with something and stay in that time period. So um, there's a point where, uh, um, what's her name, uh, Joe. Joe and Meg are going to a play with Laurie and, mm-hmm. and, and Laurie's tutor friend, right? Yes. And Amy really wants to go because she wants Laurie buddy. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, Toby, Toby. Is that wrong? Is that, is that wrong? You're not wrong. I mean, it's reductive, <laughs> but is it wrong? Anyway, she wants... All right, fine. Chalamet, Chalamet. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll dress it up for the time. She wants the company of Lord Laurie. The com- right? 
Company. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so she wants to go to the theater to spend time with Lori because she has a crush on him, right? Is that better, Toby? Okay. Yes. All right. Um, but she crush by them thighs. But but but. <laughs> But Joe and Meg are like, no, you can't come. You got to stay home. And, and Amy says, all right, I want to hurt Joe because she's making me stay home. Yes. One thing I know that Joe loves is her She'll writing. Love writing. She yep. don't love Lori. She don't love her dress. Dresses, she don't love, don't love fashion. But she love her writing. Yes. So she takes her writing. She goes into the drawer. This her, is not written down anywhere journal. else. Yeah. And she takes it. And bam, you said it right. Psychopathic the way that she does it. Every single page by page, page by page, she throws it in, in, in the furnace. Very deliberate. Throws it in the furnace. Yeah. It's, and, and and then she's just sitting home, kicking her feet up, just watching the door, waiting for Joe to come in. Mm-hmm. And Joe, you know, first thing she does as she comes home, she wants to she write has something great down. Day at the theater, and she's like, "Let me go write that stuff down." Yeah. yeah. And then she's just like, "Where's my where's my, where's my diary?" Yeah. And they're all just kind of quiet. And she can tell that Amy has something to do with it. Yeah, Amy's <laughs> like very passive aggressively yeah. flinging the pages so of a book she's reading. Smug. And, yeah. and, and I, I like when, you know, Joe finally confronts her and, and gets in her face about it. Amy's like, I burned it. I burned it all. Yeah. It's very, it's very over the top, but very like, this is the kind of melodrama you have with your siblings. Yeah. yeah. Where no, here's the thing. It wasn't even melodramatic. It's just like, yeah, that's what a 13, 14 year old would do. Yeah, yeah. In like a, in like very a rage. True. In like a very rage. True. Her apology yeah. is just, look, I wanted to hurt you. What more did you that's expect just, me to do? This is the only thing that you care about. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's like, yeah. I, I know I could only hurt you one way. So yeah. this is why I did it. And you're like, yeah, but so so after <laughs> so after that scene, they don't cut to the other time period. They sit, sit in the down, past yeah. to kind of explore how this rift happened between the two of them, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I liked about that. Contrast that to right after Lori um, is has proposed to Amy, mm-hmm. and Amy shuts him down and imi- initially rejects him because she's she's like, "You've been looking at Joe all and this like, time." Yeah. You're not gonna come just look upon me just because she said no that to you. That was absolutely infuriating. Yeah. Um, you, what you know, was infuriating? Him asking? Him asking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, that was the infuriating part. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. <laughs> and especially because the, the person that he was in love with was her sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that you. This idea of like being the the second, yeah, the silver medal, as I call yeah, it. or yeah. like the person that he goes to because he can't get the person that he actually yeah. wants. It's not like Joe did say yes, and he was like, you know what? No, all that's along in, it's been Amy. That's right. so insane, and there's no way, like yeah. you know. And as we we're watching the movie, <laughs> Toby, like I said, first fish on the line if you don't get what you want. Right. right. So like, and um, I was so happy with Amy in that scene when yeah. she when she was like I will not be the person that yeah. you have well, because you cannot have her. Yeah, cuz it's it's a, it's a moment where you feel as though she's grown to the point cuz she gets very mature in those future scenes. Right. Yeah. And you it, feel it, it, it is implied and she that has she goes her to pride yeah. and yeah. her self-respect yeah. and, and her and her prejudice, right? Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> but not, you feel as though she's very mature in that scene, but then it cuts to a flashback where it has that scene you were talking about yes. where she's making the mold of her <laughs> feet. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> she's just like she's like Laurie March, I'll, I'll never love you. Yeah. Cut to her as a 12-year-old. Do you think <laughs> I'm going to give Laurie a mold of my feet Do so you, you can see Laurie how pretty like my <laughs> like just this yeah. complete childish crush right mm-hmm. after she's had this moment of defiance. Yeah. I just think the editing in this movie is so well thought out yeah. of what you're going to put at different points in the mm-hmm. movie to just it, and it's all in service of that, who that hard cutter making is the best yes. joke in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It 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 
every uh, all those decisions are informed by character yes. and how how you can get across where these characters are at this point in time um but um but you i, I know what you're trying to get at is that you're you're upset in that scene of Laurie making the proposition you're most upset with how it ends up at the conclusion of the movie. I, that was infuriating, like her, you know, deciding to end the other engagement mm-hmm. because Laurie came to her and was like, "Do you want to get married?" Yeah, um, yeah, Trying that to get was, his dick? yeah, and um, you know, it's it was it was manipulative of Laurie. I feel <laughs> I just, because I, he I knew love, yeah. he knew that she was you know being courted and yeah. that this person would give her the economic stability that she was seeking yeah and because him never reached and he also knew Joe, how she felt how she felt about him the entire right. time it was yeah. it was but all but he just must, he must so have. fucked yeah. up <laughs> yeah. and you know like it reminded me why i disliked laurie so much yeah um first watching this movie so let's bounce toby? back toby a realistic boy if there ever was one let's bounce back to aunt march for a second because she is as maddened as i think you are in in those scenes because she's kind of just trying to be a guiding hand mm-hmm. to these little women mm-hmm. through the entirety of she thing. has a great um speech where she says listen uh, Beth, uh, Beth is about Beth is about to encounter death yeah. when she catches Scarlet Fever. <laughs> Meg is in love with that poor penniless tutor, right? Because Meg falls for the tutor Tutor's who was tutoring Tutor Laurie, Laurie yeah. and he is a broke, broke, broke boy. bitch. <laughs> um, oh, can't no. even. She, she look. She there's one point in the movie where she just wants one nice thing. She wants a nice dress, dress for a and the dress. man is fretting he, over the cost of the fabric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like but silk costs fifty dollars yeah <laughs> and like i suppose i could get fifty dollars and she goes no no that's fifty dollars for the material and you still gotta <laughs> put together the uh the the whole dress and yeah. that's gonna cost something extra mm-hmm. and he's just like oh, oh i need to go lay down <laughs> 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 six, 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 six words. Right? yeah uh, Anyway, um, so she not going anywhere. No, uh, Beth is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, so, so Meg, Meg has fallen in love with a with a penniless fool. Um, Joe, her exact words are, "She's a lost cause." <laughs> like mm-hmm, that's yeah. She, she, right. She's like that, that gal is not getting married. So you are the last sane one. You need to now support your family by marrying rich. Right. It's the only way for women of our of our time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come up on some great riches. You have to simply marry rich. That's the only way to go. Yeah. And she posited that to her. So, she scoops her up. She takes her to London, to Paris. She be- she makes her a woman of the world, mm-hmm. right? Basically, setting her up to then come up on some nice rich boy. Right. So they're gone for let's call it well, two, three years or something. At this they're point, they're gone for a while. Did you mention her. that she initially was supposed to go to fr- to Paris with Joe? Yeah. Until ah, okay. she realized Joe right. was just like, yeah, you had two tough picking. This, this, there's this constant um, kind of like back and forth of a, a com- uh, comp- not really competition, but kind of rivalry between Joe and, 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 and yeah. Amy. Um, part of it is about Laurie. Um, and it's also about the fact that, yeah, one of them wants to go to Paris and mm-hmm. wants to be known as, mm-hmm. you know, the good daughter or the, mm-hmm. right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so she basically says that and she's like, you're the last sane one left. So, you know, in all the purpose of richness, all of her links, she makes Amy a woman of the world. You know, she comes out, she she goes to all these fine art schools mm-hmm. and this and that. Mm-hmm. And she then got posture now. She, she knows how to posture, carry herself. She got confidence. Yeah. She can What's turn on boys. What's interesting about that opening scene with her and Aunt March in Paris is that, um, you know. Under in the park? 
Right, yeah. right. They're traveling along and then they see Lori. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Aunt March at that stage kind of... She knows Lori no good. She yes. Yeah. Yeah. She senses that Lori is boy not eh, a eh, serious eh, person. Don't bother with that boy. He's a very unserious yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He might look when, when but she might sees find Amy's much excitement yeah. at seeing Laura, she yeah, her faces, right? Yeah. She 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 looks at her when she comes back in the carriage and like. Um, Amy's like, what? Oh, yes, it's yes, Lori. Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Aunt Marge because is like, it's like, yeah, hmm. Lori been around, but he, she's just like, yo, listen. Aunt Marge is like, no, Aunt Marge is like, why you like that boy? Why you like that boy? He's a waste man yeah. still. But then you but go to the future, right? <laughs> and and when when Amy, you know, when there's a scene where Aunt Marge and and Lori have you know had a conversation that you don't see, mm-hmm. and then uh, Amy comes in and she's just like, oh, where's Lori? And and she's just like, oh, he's gone. He's gone to London. Mm-hmm. Why you want to talk to him? Right. And and then what, she what, what business what your business with him? <laughs> what, right. what what you two have a talk about? Right. And then um Amy says to her, Oh, well, you see this nice man that you, you know the nice marriage that you presume you, you set, me you up set up <laughs> tied up with a bow and presented to me. Yeah. So we kinda we broke it off with him still, Grand. <laughs> she didn't want to talk conk. Yeah, anyway. and, and Aunt March just, she doesn't even say anything. She just yeah. kind of looks down at her tea like, uh-huh. I'm I'm done. Uh-huh. I've had it. I have had yeah. it with you and fucking March girls. <laughs> I have had it. I, I tried. tried. I tried with Joe. I and tried with you. And not two scenes later, she died. <laughs> She's just like, I am <laughs> done with this world. When I don't want my wisdom. I just go and take it with me and gone. Yeah, she's like, that's it. It's a wrap. Um, I love the way this movie talks about women's passions and their dreams for themselves and their wants for themselves yeah. and you know um as bam said earlier it, it all ties back to capitalism mm. because of course capitalism is interwoven to all right because it, to uh, all marginalizations what's her name says uh, amy says you know to laurie who is talking about whether or not she loves this guy she's like and it goes back to what i was saying earlier this thing of um, love versus uh, economic pursuit and, and you know what should you in your life what should you go mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. Um, Meg's character she goes after love, love. and she's miserable because she can't she, she can't have a dress right eventually I feel as though she finds peace she and, does and, and she has you her know, children and who, she's happy who, in who her is life. it that was looking out the window at her and her husband I think it was Joe mm. um, as Meg and her husband were talking she's like I'm happy with you know what right, we decided, yeah. but what, but, what but I there decided. is a lot of struggle in there that, is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have uh, the the character mm-hmm. Amy, who is just like she says to Laurie, "Don't um, don't come to me as if marriage is not an economic proposition because right, it is. Right, as, you know, at least it is for a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe not for a man. Though. Maybe right. not for a man. Maybe not for you who can just go around and and you know say whatever you want to whichever March sister will give you the time of day. Right. Um, but for me. I have to kind of think about these things, bro. Right, right. Um, th- th- there is the argument earlier where, like, so Meg Emma Watson, of course, marries for love. Yeah. And, you know, you see the the hardships of that decision. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, ultimately, she is happy with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in, it, in it kind of proves Joe wrong because Joe, Joe says one of my favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the movie, it's uh-huh. it's top yeah. five, pull, pull top five, top pull three for me. Yeah, um, you know because she's saying to Meg, she doesn't it, it, want her sisters to leave. Yeah, she doesn't it, want them it, to it, move it's, on. It's, it's Meg's wedding from the family day. It's Meg's dynamic. Day, yeah. yeah, and yeah. she's like, "You really want to marry this man?" Yeah, <laughs> and you know she says, I "You will him. be bored of him in two years, yeah. and we will be interesting forever. forever." Yeah, and I mean, 
she's right, but also in this circumstance, she's wrong. But then the yeah. clapback, you know? though. The clapback is, of course, just because my dreams are different from yours do not mean they're not important. That's true. Yeah. And the, the, the movie brings up a good point in that, right? Because agency for women doesn't only mean I get to work and I get to make money it also means i get to pursue the traditional dreams yeah. and that's completely fine that's and, the whole point and that's the of difficulty of the of joe's character because mm -hmm. she throughout the entire movie she has this rebellious streak against the things that are expected of her as a woman society itself but society itself but then at the very end she's just like lonely bad dog like yeah. i just mm -hmm. want somebody for love me at the end of the day mm -hmm. it, it, um, it kind of licks her very late in life you're like you know yeah. she's gonna turn on that boy shall i mean yeah right right <laughs> yeah uh, but then you know, by that stage uh, he and Amy are married. Yeah, a little too little they're, too they're late. Often, right. up, but up then Frederick shows up yeah. in the nick yeah. of time. Random cute French boy shows yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> I saw, all right, so we, we can close out with that because I wanted to talk about the ending of the movie yeah. um, because it is so fucking Hollywood yeah. and yeah. over the top. Rom-com. It's, it's cheesy. Yeah. Love, train, you know, love it. Going to catch the train in the rain. In the rain. Like yeah. It's, in it's the pouring rain. rain there, and, and, yeah. and, and he... The handsome French boy, he wait for you. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> he's, he's... not going to California. He, he's, you know, the line he's saying, like, I have nothing to offer you. And she's like, I don't care. My hands, mm -hmm. they are empty. Yeah. And she grabs his hand. No, they're not empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and but while so that is happening, but then in reality, what you're seeing is you're seeing Joe in the editor's, the, the editor's office. office and he's like, listen, we need to have a happy ending yeah, here. This story is not going to sell. Yeah. And she and, and I would, she says something very clear, which to me, as I was watching that scene, I was thinking it's nice that Joe got some happiness. Right. Mm hmm. But I had to admit to myself that it was not very consistent with Joe's character. Um, and, and that's what she says in the meeting with him. She's just like, throughout the entire book that I have written, this character like does not want X to get married. Does yeah. not, that is her one thing. She does mm -hmm. not. It's like when they made Deadpool and they covered up his mouth. <laughs> doesn't make any sense, right? Joe just doesn't want to get married. But... It it was kind of like it, it it was like Greta Gerwig saying here's your fucking Hollywood big splash ending, mm -hmm. but at the same time I want to keep Joe's character in I want to keep her integrity intact, mm -hmm. which I thought was um quite a brilliant and it was also just it was clever to watch the bitter dialogue between her and the publisher, um and and as you said it's demonstrating of her having her her agency and her um willpower in that negotiation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's able to just you know kind direct of contrast with the young joe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just squeeze him um what, yeah what's what's crazy about the ending and yes it is the most fantastic hollywood happy ending yeah, yeah, yeah it's doing so much because a it is the fourth wall of um, Joe talking to the editor and it's going no you need a happy ending mm -hmm. right thus the movie puts aside whatever she was previously mm -hmm. writing and goes and okay sure and she gets her school and she gets her and she gets her happy ending and she gets it but then the second layer mm -hmm. an eighth wall yeah. <laughs> if you will <laughs> is she is now the the movie is now presenting that she is the writer of Little Women. Yeah, she is now Louisa May Alcott. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is now the writer itself. So it's it's that, and then so it's it is that triple thing of 
I, Greta Gerwig, am making an adaptation of Little Women. Uh-huh. How do I stand out from all the other adaptations or the hundreds and hundreds of that have been made? How do I stand out? I'm going to place this layer of Hollywood, Shep yep. Green. Yep. I'm going to place this layer of the character itself is the author of the book of right. the mm-hmm. adaptation you are now writing. Mm-hmm. And also, I am putting my own spin on it mm-hmm. as a director right. myself. It is a beautifully complicated yeah. Adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what I like about it is that if you're just not paying attention to it too cle- too keenly, yeah. you could be absorbing any different ending. Exactly. And if you're just on your phone and you're just like, oh, she got married. Okay, cool. That's how that movie ends to you. <laughs> sure. You know? Or it's like, oh, cool. The school, all these kids. That's how it ends. Oh, wow. She's been right the whole time. Like, there's yeah. kind of like three different endings. Yeah. Um, but y- y- yeah, I-, I thought it was like, it, 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 you know what it is? It's kind of like a big fuck you to that critic who thought mm-hmm. it was too complicated yeah. the way it was going through different time periods. Like, oh, you thought that was complicated? Here's three fucking endings for you, boy. <laughs> and one of them, the character is the author of the book that mm-hmm. this movie is, is based, based on. on yep. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. And that's Little Woman. That's, that's that is Little Woman. That is, I, I genuinely appreciate because I it's one of the things that I watched it when it came out. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to watch this again. And yeah. then I don't know when I was going to. So it's, it's good that we did this episode because it made me revisit Little Woman. Yeah. Um, Greta Gerwig, can't wait for Barbie. Boy, you're going to do so good on that. So Come excited. Through with that heat, you, Greta. So excited. You and Margot Robbie, that is a duo that cannot be beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for all your support for this podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts can be found. You can find the thing you listen to right now. Here, within your ears. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at play this in front of all your friends make them <laughs> get really confused about what you're listening to and then just go wait till the end they tell you what it is <laughs> um, you can find me at Damien Michael Movies on Twitter and Instagram where can they find you Bam they can find me on Twitter at Flat Bammy or Instagram on Insta Bam was taken yeah shout us out if you want to give us your opinion on movies and um, then we'll yeah we'll, we can fight you on it yeah right. we'll fight you <laughs> we'll fight you on mic because we got a show and you yeah, don't unless sure. you have a show in which case yo let's collab yeah forever. um <laughs> Uh, Toby, where can they find you if you want them to find you in the socials? Or what's, in what's, your, what's your new Twitter name these days? Toby? I am, I well, my Instagram is guava underscore jazz. Yeah, my yeah. Twitter is not for the public consumption. Okay. Boom. <laughs> but um, yeah. Not for the public consumption, like the part of this episode you had me cut out, mm-hmm. which I'm going to cut out, but yeah. I'm going Including to keep this part. part. Also. No, this part. Oh, you're going to have an air of mystery. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm going to sure. have, like, because I'm just letting people know that right. I had to cut out a yeah. part. To- so. Toby said some some real spicy stuff. In yeah. Those. And well. look, it might have been anti Semitic, might not have sure. been. You'll sure. never know sure. because we cut it What? Hello? <laughs> he said it might have yeah, been. It, it was he not. He said it might have been. Audience? Yeah, but it was not. But it might have been. No, it was not. No, it wasn't. It might have been. But <laughs> it might have been akin to slavery was a choice. It might right. have been. No, right. it was right. not you akin. Right. right. Yeah. Listen, Toby saw 21 to Jump Street content. today. <laughs> Hello. Her, her heart is healed. <laughs> she's she's Right she before we watched Little Woman, we watched 21 Jump, Jump Street, Street and she was just like, you know what, Jewish people. Ju- they're okay. They I, have are my, okay. I have my anti-coon vaccine. I'm good. That's good. Let's go. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I'm gonna keep Fully all of that. In, but yeah. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> she, she's not dying on that hill. But you, that Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, but you do perform sometimes. Is I do that perform. Something you want to talk about? Um, there is a jam, a live improv music mm-hmm. event every mm-hmm. the, the Thursday. The most form of art you called it improv. <laughs> well, not for music. Not when it comes no. to music. Oh. Right. Yeah. Um, at Twenty Two Jerk every Thursday, uh, Barbican Road. Road. 22 Barbican Road across, across from the Burger King. Across from Burger King. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, come check us out. I'm there on occasion. There is, I don't know if I still have her card, but there's a nice woman who makes jewelry and like crystals yes. and stuff yes. right outside the store. Yes. I don't know if I have her card, but she made uh, she made some nice jewelry for me. And I think she's a really nice person, but she's always there. She just she just say, oh, are you the lady that makes the jewelry? And she'll say, yeah, that's mm-hmm. me. I don't have her card here, but uh, she's nice. Yes. Go You'll check see her, her. Check out always her stuff. There. Very beautiful it things. Yeah. No, this is something else. Yeah. Uh, buy, buy the um, jerk chicken. It's uh, real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Buy 22 of them. Sure. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Toby, thanks for joining us once again yeah. with your amazing Always analysis. fun. Thanks, Toby. You're welcome. We appreciate you. Yes. And uh, you'll hear Toby again soon because she just can't get enough of being on the Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.